Alright, welcome everyone. Jason Kalinske, Certified Financial Planner, and welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're so excited today. We're going to be talking all about personal finance apps. There are so many financial apps out there that people are using, and I think it'll be very helpful for my brother and I to talk to you a little bit about the ones that we use and what we like, what we don't like, and just give you a rundown. So the first one... Before Jason starts, I'd like to give a shout out to the community because... The idea for this podcast came from a family friend of ours, and that's kind of the important part. Krista, Krista Stasi. Oh, Krista. So thank you, Krista, for for the great idea. And I I think the point here is that we're we're trying to be interactive. We want to ask you, what do you want to hear about? What's helpful for you? So with that said, let's get into Jason's favorite app, because nothing beats a budget. You ready for me now? Okay, just checking. (laughs) All right, so we're going to talk about Mint. So I have been using Mint for probably the past eight years. when, it, when I was in college and it first came out, I downloaded it right away. This was at the time when everybody was a little nervous about like linking all their accounts to apps because it was just so brand new, right? You'd have to like link your checking account, link your investment account. They might even ask you for like your password or something. And everybody was totally freaked out. Now it's like no big deal. Now like, I just throw my Chase login in. It's like, who cares? <laughs> right. Who are you? What do you need? Just do it. Get this over yeah. with. <laughs> it's like no one even cares. So I've been using Mint for a very long time. And here's the way that I use it. To, for it to work for me. So I have every one of my accounts linked to it. So I have my checking accounts, my credit cards, my investment accounts, um, 401k, my brokerage. I've linked everything as much as I possibly could. And the first thing it does, which I really love, is that there is a summary page called accounts. Perfect. And it tells you your total net worth, how much credit card debt that you have, and the value of your investments and cash. So it actually segregates how much is in cash, and how much is in investment. So pretty much every day I go in. You're checking your net worth every day. I am checking my net Jason, worth keeps ta- It's kind of like when you're little and you're growing and your mom is you know, putting check marks yes. over your head. God bless him. Yeah, my wife at the house, we have like a little place in our uh, in our closet where she's marking the, the net, net worth. worth. Yeah. <laughs> now she gets mad at me though if it goes down, but you know, we'll, we'll have to deal with that. So anyway, so it gives you all of your accounts step by step. It's very simple to add. I mean, basically, there's a little plus button in the right-hand side. Let's say you have a new credit card, a new bank account. You go to it. You search the account. You type it in. Boom. I mean, I've seen they have every single thing on here that you could possibly imagine. I mean, and to be truthful, um, I haven't found one account that they don't have links to. I mean, it's really everything. So There's been a lot of money put into Mint for those exact reasons. Yeah, and it's free. And it's free, which which is free, free, yeah. free. Everybody likes free. So um, I've been using it for that. It tracks my net worth. Now, the second component to Mint, which is great. So let me just open it up to that for a second, is you can create budgets. So what you do Perfect. is you, you go into their little budget section. And what happens is, well, a couple things. Number one, after you, you link your accounts, all those transactions start to come into the app. So every time you swipe your credit card or every time you have... Um, let's say your paycheck directly deposited into your account, whatever transaction it is, it automatically feeds that directly to Mint, which is great. From there, that's when you can actually start to create different budgets. So what happens is Mint tries to guess what the transaction is. So as an example, when I get paid, it automatically just knows that it's payroll and it calls it paycheck or income. Uh, Whereas if I, let's say, go to Starbucks, they are recognizing that Starbucks is coffee and it'll automatically put it into the coffee category. Coffee is a big expense. We we have uh, done a good amount of research on it. That $3 cup of coffee a day 
Yes. Can really crush you. Yeah, I've budgeted $200 a month to Starbucks. And generally, I go over. <laughs> so, but that, you know, everyone has a vice, I guess. Mine is certainly Starbucks. Coffee, hey, it could be worse. Yeah, so what you do is you, you set up a budget. And then you have all your different categories. So as an example, I have auto insurance, my phone, my television, student loans, um, coffee, restaurants, groceries, my mortgage payment, the gym, literally anything you can imagine you can absolutely create a budget for. And then you now can start to track it, which is which is great. So the way I do it is I go in here every month, typically towards the end of the month, and I'm checking to see how have I done. you know, And that allows me to see if I'm over, if I'm under. And then I can really start to you know, track it so that if I need to lower my budget, I will. And what's nice is when you go over, they turn it red. Oh, so it's perfect. Yeah. So, you know, Hey, yeah, exactly. You see it. And, and same thing if you're actually right on the dot. So as an example, I know my auto insurance is the exact same pretty much for at least 12 months until the renewal. Mm -hmm. I'll put it in there and it's going to be the exact same every month. So that just turns yellow because it's kind of saying you're right on the dot. And if you're under budget, it's green, which is saying, Hey, you got some, good job, you know, left to play. Yeah. So it's nice. So, I, I do those. Those are, those are the two main things I do. With it's Mint. great. It's great for significant others too. So I, I know my father and mother don't use Mint, but they use budgets. So it's a similar concept. Hey, we're red on entertainment. Oh, I know, honey. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> those are the two things I like. Now, this, the the other things that I think are great too is you can actually go to the spending uh, area of the app, and it allows you to view your month by month. So that's another thing that I like to do. So I kind of noticed that there are t certain times a year where I spend more than others. So usually for me in like the summertime or around the end of the year when it's holiday season, I, I've seen that my, my you, know, you know, I'm spending more money. So you can kind of see how things go month by month, which is nice. And the other piece, which is great, is they give you your credit score. Oh, so they actually have it linked up. I think it's with TransUnion, um, which is one of the main, you know, mm -hmm. uh, credit bureaus, and they, they give you a free credit score. So actually, I came in right now, and it said I had an update available. It's it's once a month, and I just click the button, and now I'm updated, and it's That's a good credit, credit score, score too. Yeah, so look at that. Well, you know, I try. I'm <laughs> proud of my credit score. So anyway, so that's what I that's what I use Mint for. Mostly, it's keeping track of net worth, um, keeping track of my budget, and uh, like I said, it's free. Um, I haven't had any major issues. I think like a year or two ago, they had. A, a minor glitch with like chase mm -hmm. um and, and you know unfortunately i had to like delete my chase login info on there and then like reestablish it and i didn't realize that that meant it was gonna like wipe out all my transactions so i kind of lost a little bit of history um but for the most part over these past six seven eight years i have not had any major issues and, and i think it's honestly it's the perfect app to use if you're just trying to get a general sense of Pretty how much right. am i spending where's the money going and how much do i have so, so shout, shout out to Mint for the free helpful tool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and now I know my brother Chad, he's been using a lot of other apps. Yeah, so I'm big, I'm, I'm big on my app game. So I'm here to talk about the app called Digit. And what Digit does for me is Digit automates my savings. It's very simple. It's very easy. It's very straightforward. I download the app. I link my bank account to it. And I let the algorithms do what they do, which so is wonderful. Is so the biggest thing with Digit is pay yourself first. So what the program does is it links to your Chase account, your Wells Fargo, your Bank of America account. It'll review all of your transactions. So it sees money coming in, money coming out, you know, payroll, direct deposits, you know, credit card payments, all that. And after about two weeks, you know, maybe a month of analyzing your spending, the computers take over. And now they know they got a pretty decent idea of how you're spending, how you're saving. And what they'll do is they'll automatically draw money out of your checking account and put it into this digit rainy day fund. Simple enough. 
I think it's kind of a, a great app because it does what I think is most important is pay myself first and make sure that I get money saved away before I spend money on anything so else. The first two weeks, they actually don't do anything? Like no, just, they'll take a little time. You know, might back a dollar transaction here or there. It's, it's really, you know, letting their program and their it's algorithms figure it. out your spending, figure out what's best for you. So, you know, for example, it takes two big draws, you know, the days before my payroll comes because it knows, hey, Chad, you're getting paid. So <laughs> it'll take 300 bucks. It'll throw it in the rainy day fund. And, you know, I think it kind of helps make saving automated and make it easy. So that's kind of the the biggest benefit of is, you know, a lot of people say, where do I start? I don't have a budget. Well, now you got mint, so you got a budget. If you don't have it, you know, you can just kind of let the, the computers do their thing. Now, does that feel big brother, brotherish to you? Like a, a couple days before you get paid, they're, they're like snatching some money? You know, sometimes I do feel I've actually said to myself, like, whoa, Digit, you got to slow down. So there are options to pause saving, decrease oh, saving. It's actually kind of neat. They have a little uh, emoji guy uh, via text messages. He'll message you and say, you know, hey, you got $600 in your rainy day fund, you know, are we saving enough money? Do you want to save more or less? And it's very easy and automated. So what I'm kind of in the habit of doing is, you know, once the account hits, you know, maybe $1,000, um, I'll take it and I'll transfer it back into my savings account. So I solely am using this app to automate my savings. I figured the computer has more discipline than me. So why not take advantage of it? The one catch with Digit is... You know, six months ago, they did add a monthly fee to it. Uh, it's oh, about really? it's about two ninety nine. Um, but part of the balance of that is they also give you a quarterly bonus for the amount of money you keep in their rainy day fund. Obviously, they're investing on the back end with some sort of money Wait, markets. Is it an interest or like how does it work? I don't think they can call it interest for compliance reasons. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be a bank. Yeah, they want to be FDIC a, insured. They call it a, a it's quarterly not, It's not bonus. FDIC insured, right? Um, that is a good question. I might have to check that out. See, um, I already stumped him. Yeah. I already stumped Look at that. You didn't stump me I'm on here. Mint, by the way, just so everybody knows that. Listen, man, I, I use it the same. I might, like I said, I take my money out once it hits a certain amount. All right, so, but you said earlier, you said earlier that they have options to decrease. So does that mean, like, you can actually tell them, like, take half of what you would, or how, how yes. do you do that? It says, like, you know, am I saving too much? You can say yes, no, increase, decrease, and, and you kind of see. So, for example, you know, it's summertime. My spending's been a little out of the ordinary to right. your point before. So, you know, now I'm at the point where digital pull $10 a day, $6 a day. So it is daily. Sometimes daily. Sometimes every few days, you know, I find out, you know, if my account gets, you know, out of the ordinary, let's say, you know, you're saying you're sitting here worried, you know, well, to your point, it's all automated. You know, can they really know me? If my spending gets crazy, it'll cut itself off. Gotcha. It'll say something's out of the ordinary. Gotcha. Maybe you want a vacation. Now you have it linked just... directly to your bank account, so when you want to move the money out of Digit, you can do. It I very just text simply. the guy, say Digit transfer. You can, where it's a text, like you tell. There's an little... app and a little text guy, so I like the oh, wow. text. It's kind of neat. This I... is a little, it's robotic. Yeah, he's got a little smile. He sends gifs every now and then. Little randomly super... sends you a gif. Like when you when you hit like five hundred dollars, there's a little Super Mario gif. It's like, oh, like you hit five hundred bucks. That. <laughs> see that? To, see, I'm even though Chad and I are three years apart, like I'm that to me is a little much. Yes, this is a super. This is the super millennial app in my opinion. Yeah. Um, there's an option here. I'm looking low balance protection. Uh, add personal goals. So it's got a lot of stuff, but you can't invest the money. It's all cash. It's all cash. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that that that's digit. Okay. Um, great way to automate your savings. Now, what are some of the other ones that you use? Or do you want me to talk about credit card? I figured, yeah. What on the credit card? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on kind of two uh, saving robo-advising apps I use on the back end. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so I've always used um, – see, with Mint, what happened was probably a couple years ago they came out with a beta 
that they were going to allow you to get your credit score for free, but it literally said, like, this is beta, it may not be here forever, and, and I don't know, you know how early on I was selected as one of the users to get it, but I've had my credit score on Mint for at least three or four years. So I always just use that. Like, I figured it's just my credit score. It lets me see some of the history and, and all the other things, the credit usage and stuff that you want to know um, that's important. So I never really thought of using any other way to track my credit. Now, my wife has always done the paid for service on Equifax, you know, the 14, the protectors million. of your data. If everyone recalls yeah, the no, $150 right. million dollar so, hack. <laughs> yeah. So she's always paid the $15 a month to have it, which I, you know, it's always kind of bothered oh, me yeah. a little bit. That it's like <laughs> I have to pay somebody $15 to give me my credit score. I, first off, I, it should be free Yeah, because that's a joke. CFPB, that I have to pay you. Right. We're looking for you. So anyway, so it was either Chad or Kyle said to me, you know, why are you using Credit Karma? And I was like, well, what's, what's Credit Karma? I, I've never even heard of that before. So I downloaded this app called Credit Karma. Now, what Credit Karma is is basically a free app to track your credit. Um, and I don't know how – do you know how long Credit Karma has been around? Years. I've definitely had the app for You've at least for a while. three, four yeah, years. Yeah, so I, I – new to me. So I download this thing, um, and, and it's great. So you, you put in your information. Again, you have to put in your – social security number, or at least, no, they asked me for the last four of my social. They didn't ask for the entire thing, which is kind of interesting. So you give them some information, you set up your account. Now, the nice thing off the bat is that you get two credit scores. Mm -hmm. So Mint is only giving you TransUnion. They are giving you TransUnion and Equifax. Yep. So you do get to see it from both of the credit agencies, which I think is great. Now, the, the other thing is that it's just super detailed. Like, I, you go in there, they give you all the information about your pay history, how, how many, each of the accounts, your credit accounts, how old they are, how far back they go. Um, you can, if you have a mortgage, it actually was able to pull what type of mortgage. So it even says like whether it's a fixed or variable rate, who it's through. Um, it really had a ton of information, which I thought was awesome. To be honest, I didn't even know the multiple components of a credit score until I got Credit Karma. And now yeah. you see payment history, age of credit, credit utilization, and kind of neat here, just you know, through my experience with Credit Karma, I've realized credit card utilization is probably one of the most important aspects of your credit. How yes. much available credit do you have? So as I've gotten more cards, even though my average age of history has shrunk, right. my available credit increases, and creditors like to see that. Yeah. Now, and the other thing, too, so obviously these, these companies need to get paid, right? So they, it is a free app, but what you'll notice is there are advertisements for credit cards uh, and, and personal loans. Now, Mint does the same thing. There are credit card advertisements on there they will suggest to you hey we think this card might work for you and it never it doesn't bother me but what i liked about credit karma what better than mint in terms of how they offer you these uh credit cards it just seemed to me that credit karma was like very upfront and transparent about it like i had a little thing pop up that says like hey by the way you should know how we get paid you know mm -hmm. we we have these cards on here if you do open a card up and it's through us we do get a, a, a fee for that um, so I just like the fact that it was just totally transparent. They're not trying to like hide the fact that they're getting paid. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mind that. I mean, if you can actually go in there and tell them which type of card you're looking for, whether it's a cash back, rewards, travel, Zero fee, whatever. Yeah, no fee. And they'll try to match you up. And the other thing too that they do is, which I like a lot, is that they, they actually can give you kind of an estimate if they think you have a good chance of getting approved for the card. Mm -hmm. So I guess what they do is they're kind of like cross-checking how many credit accounts you have open, your credit score, just some of the kind of basic things about your your 
financial background. And I, I think and that's they tell helpful. You, yeah, they tell you if you have a good chance. I think that's helpful too. You know, we were just talking to our intern Kyle about you know what credit card does he get next. Right. When you're starting out and you don't know where to start, I had a friend who's never had a credit card. He signed up for Credit Karma and said, "Hey, we recommend the Capital One." He got approved. So I think it's due to their you know partnerships with a lot of these cards. Yeah. It kind of makes your chances of getting the card better, and it's a good way to kind of help you know the snowball effect of building your credit. And it's definitely a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so that's great. So it's a great way to you know watch your credit. It updates all the time. You can get notifications on your iPhone or, or Droid or whatever. Um, now here's the last part, which was the coolest thing to me. So if you go into settings, there's a little thing called ID monitoring. Now I didn't know what that was, but it says check if your email address has been found in any company's public data breach. So I clicked on it, and it was this was awesome. So what they did is they asked me to give them my email. So I gave them my my main email that I use for everything, and they literally sent me an email, said to confirm my, you know, confirm it. And then I go in and it actually was able to cross check my email address against all the major public data breaches and tell me if my email address was in them, which is unreal. So it, it actually came back and said, you, your email has been found in 10 per major data breaches. And they then list each of them to tell you like, here's what happened. Here's what you should do to protect yourself. And, and I thought that was amazing because I had no idea that my email address would have been in any of those data breaches. Now, the other thing they do, which I still can't figure out, <laughs> is that they were able to tell me that, like they say, stop using this password right away, and they actually show you a password. Some of it is hidden, but they give you like the first and last oh, digits. Oh, so they actually have access like to the data breach. They're able to see wow. that there was a... Now, I try to use many different passwords, and I use um, RoboForm as my password keeper, which, which I've used for a long time and I really love. But this one particular password obviously showed up somewhere and they're literally saying like this password has been used and showed up in the wrong hands if you're using this for anything at all change it so now i have now i know like okay i have to go back and look like how many websites am i using this one particular password for and go in and change it so that was really cool um and then the other three is that they were actually they just basically were able to tell me that there are certain apps that i'm using that the right, password has been I guess it's yeah it's at risk like these these apps must have gotten some sort of you know breach mm -hmm. and you may want to go and change your um, password so that was really cool to me because I had never even thought of like how can you possibly check that. that type of stuff and know if your identity has been stolen or or if you're just at risk uh, and to me it just looks like credit karma is a great way to keep track of your credit and also you know your identity so and I, I'm a two email guy so I have a Yahoo and a Gmail okay. So I actually opened a second account to check the Gmail. Are you open a second credit karma? Yeah, I couldn't figure uh, out maybe, you know, maybe I had a brain fart. I couldn't figure out a way to add the Gmail to the account, but No, I don't see there's a second way. So yeah, maybe the, maybe I'll, that's like the next I'll, version I'll, of credit I'll, karma. Yeah, you know, all your emails. Give yeah. us all your data. Yeah, we'll tell you're you right. Okay. Give it all to us and then we'll have another <laughs> breach. <laughs> no, but it's been really good. So I'm very impressed. It's the credit karma is new to me, so I'm going to just continue seeing how it goes and and you know, using it and um I, but so far it's been a really good experience. Great. Shout out to Credit Karma. Thank you. Yeah. So the next app I'm going to talk about is Betterment. And uh, Betterment is an interesting app. You know, it's I, I think it might be odd for those of you listening who know what Betterment is to say, why is a financial advisor talking about Betterment? Isn't this the big competition? You know, robo-advising's coming and my job is getting automated and commoditized. But I, I totally disagree. I, I, I think Betterment is a, is a great supplement, especially for you know, young people who want to start getting involved in investing and investing, you know, in an asset allocated, diversified 
risk-based way, but, you know, may not have enough money to invest to work with a financial advisor like us. Because, yeah. let's be real, you know, 1% on 500 bucks, it's $5. You know, it's going to be kind of hard to try to find someone to give you good financial advice yeah. for that cheap. So, the whole tip with Betterment is that they set you up in one of their, you know, modern portfolio theory risk-based portfolios. So I filled out my questionnaire. It said, are you sure you're this crazy? I said, yes, 100% stocks, please. And uh, they put you into, you know, multiple different ETFs based on an asset class. So you'll have, you know, your large cap core, which is usually your S&P 500, uh, large cap value, mid cap stocks, small cap stocks, international stocks. So you get that, you know, professional asset allocated portfolio. Um, the thing I like about the app is that the minimum to start is zero. So the way I started with my, my betterment was I basically, you know, deposited $100 in it and I set up, you know, a $20 a week direct draw into the app. And they'll let you do it at any increment? Like you don't have to have it automated if you're starting with zero? No, they're very open with it. They, they say open the account and, wow. and you're ready to rock. So I, I did my first deposit. I was doing, you know, my regular deposits of 20, 25, 30, you know, got the next raise, 40. And it kind of helped me start building that foundation mm -hmm. of my, you know, savings and my investing. Because I think you know, the conversation I have with a lot of, you know, young people, you know, young millennial professionals is, you know, I got a decent amount of money in my savings account and, you know, Chase pays me 10 cents a month in interest. You know, what yeah. do I do? So this is a good way to kind of, you know, supplement that is, you know, once you get over that certain amount of money that you're comfortable with in your savings account, you know, open up a brokerage account, open up the Betterment, do the direct deposit, let it build, let it grow. And they added a neat feature here too um, recently, which I found was a little chat button that lets you directly ask one of their CFPs on staff a question. So again, you might say, isn't this your direct competition? I find it's a, a great starting point once again. You know, they're not giving the, the personal customized investment advice that an advisor like Jason or I are gonna yeah. give you. You know, I'm not, they're not helping me determine, you know, exactly how much life insurance I need or, you know, how I should, how much I should save to fund my retirement or doing a cash flow projection, but they'll help with simple questions. You know, is $10 a month good to save? You know, what is life insurance? What's, what is an IRA? So. It's a probably you know pretty neat feature. I, I I'm not quite sure if I see them you know building it out any further than that because you know we were talking before. I find them. Well, I find at first when they started there was nothing. Yeah, so this was like the new thing, and now you know everyone's up in arms that they're coming after my job. But hmm. I don't uh I I don't see it. I think Betterment is in the business of asset management, not in the business of financial advice. Mm -hmm. They just thought it'd be helpful. Now are the fees all the same across the board, or is it? Tiered? Uh, there are tiered fees. So okay. I believe Betterment starts about thirty-five basis points, point three five percent. So that's really kind of the the biggest difference between you know a, a regular you know human financial advisor and one of these robo platforms like Betterment. It is going to be cheaper, but you're, the service plans. Yeah, you're, you're getting less. you're getting less. So I believe I don't know the exact increments, but I know as you get up in your assets, they drop the fee. Down. And I think you know once you get to a certain point, someone might actually call you on the phone once a year. Don't oh, quote yeah. me on that, but you know, right, I think I think that's a interesting take on it. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things that we that we did as a firm, uh, Kalinsky Wealth, is that so we use Schwab as a custodian, and now Schwab has their own version of a robo-advising platform called Institutional Intelligent Portfolios. And it's a, it's a very similar platform to Betterment and all the other ones. Um, but the nice thing is they actually have a version of it that advisors can control, where my firm, Chad and I, were able to actually decide what the portfolio should be, but it trades like a robo. 
mm-hmm. right? Now, the it, 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 the minimums are a little bit more. It's a $5,000 minimum. But, you know, if you've saved a good amount of money and you have some cash now and you're ready to think about investing, I, I think 5000 is fairly reasonable for most people. Um, and, and it just allows you now to get a little bit of the robo-advising, the automation, you know, the low cost, but at the same time have access to an advisor. So you actually do get a chance to speak yeah. to somebody. So that's something that... Mm-hmm. we are going to be building out because I think that there are, especially with the younger generation. Yeah, it's our, very our, millennial friendly. I was right. about to say we have a millennial friendly app. So that, yeah. I think that's, that's a question you don't get from a 50 year old asking about retiring, but you know, well, 20, 24 year old definitely does. Yeah, I, spoke to, <laughs> I, I spoke to one of my clients once about opening up this type of account. Uh, and they were a little older and I, and, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link so you can do the account opening on online. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> there's no paperwork. I'm like, no, that's because it's, it's a <laughs> robo platform. It means that there's no paperwork. It has to be done. No signatures, no nothing. They're looking at you with a blank stare like, is yeah. this safe? Whereas on the other end, I've this week, I've opened accounts in Florida and California with friends. So yeah. it is definitely very And I also think I get the world. opposite. When I talk to my friends about the fact that I have to send them some paperwork to open up yeah, a regular account, they're like, you have to give me paperwork. Like, can't <laughs> I can't just do this whole thing online. So anyway, um, I, I just want to talk about that for a minute because I think it, it's, it's, it's going to be, I think, becoming more of a popular option where people still want to have a real person to Behind talk to, platform. to even meet with, but at, but they also want to be able to just have things done automa- automatically and for low cost. And so what and I personally kind of did was as soon as my betterment hit five thousand dollars, there you go, moved it over, moved it over. That's how we roll. <laughs> so I think those are the four apps that we wanted to yeah. talk about. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? You know, there's one app I'll, I'll, I'll quickly touch on. Um, it's called Acorns. Um, Acorns is very straightforward. Uh, you link your credit cards, credit card, credit cards to the app. Uh, you link your bank account, and it rounds up your credit card purchases. Oh, so this is that one. If you bought something for nine dollars and seventy cents, it'll we'll round up that thirty cents and throw it in. So truly, as the name sounds, every acorns, single time, every credit card that you link to it, it's every credit card transaction. No, but let's oh. say you have ten transactions in a day. Oh no, no, it the critical mass is five dollars. Okay, thank God. So once you, you know, you 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 accumulate five, five, it'll draft five, six. You know, if you want crazy on the right. weekend, it might draft ten once everything okay. hits All at right. the same time. So as the app says, you know, it's Eckhorns. It's your little, you know, it's kind of like saving your loose change. You know, Jason just right. mentioned me had a friend said, you never know how much loose change you have around the house. Yeah, it's the millennial, it's the modern version of loose change. So I've had the app for about two years. You know. In my purchases, you know. Now that up, does get invested, though, or is it stays in cash? This ends up invested. This ends up good. invested in ETFs. Um, very similar setup to Betterment, asset allocated, diversified, you know, right. based on your risk. So once again, I'm in the 100% stocks. You know, it's just kind of like forget me money. Sure. Um, they have a kind of, you know, neat little compound growth calculator. It says, okay. hey, with what you're putting in now, continue to put it in. This is where you're at. So it's a and cool app. have a fee, I'm assuming? Their fee is a dollar a month. Oh, so it's not, a, it's not a percentage. It's not a percentage. So actually, I've done the math. So um, a dollar a month, no matter how much you have. I've paid more to Eggcorns than I have to Betterment. Oh, you mean because you did the math on how much is in there? Yep. Well, I guess, yeah, you have to have... For your first students. Oh, you give a student ID? Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Put in your dot .edu password, and there it's free go. for students. So it makes sense why Kyle, Kyle the just, crushing yeah. it. Kyle Always. just signed up for it, so. Oh, he's on there now? Yeah, he came uh, the other day. He's like, ever heard of Edcorns? I was like, have I heard of Edcorns? Come on. <laughs> All right, good. All right, so that sounds like an interesting one. Yeah, so anyway, so these are the top five apps that we wanted to talk about today. Um, there are certainly many other apps out there. They're, these are just the ones that we like to use. And uh, I think the goal is awareness, right? It's just the more awareness that you have about how you're spending your money, where it's going, the better you're going to be doing. You know, I think that if you're just kind of sitting back, letting the money... St- you know, grow at the bank and just 
compounding, zero interest, you're not going anywhere. So having awareness, knowing where the money's going, making small incremental you know, savings into something like an Acorn or something like a Betterment or a Schwab Institutional uh, Intelligent Portfolio, um, you know, I think that that's what the whole point of this is. Yeah, my, my big thing with, you know, the apps I hi- highlighted are, you know, automated savings. Yeah. I think, you know, we're in the modern age. You know, we put out a lot of content about educating people and people don't, you know, understand their finances. So as much as me personally, as much as I can automate, right. as much as I could, you know, take it out of my hands and let, you know, the robots and, you know, Big Brother, you know, take over and suddenly look and go, oh, wow, a couple grand in here. Where'd yeah. that come from? So those are my big, uh, my big benefits here. Yeah. Perfect. All right, great. Well, thank you everybody for spending some time with us, listening to our thoughts about personal finance apps. And if there's anything you want to have us talk about or share some feedback, please reach out to us on our LinkedIn or Facebook, and we'll talk to you soon. Let us know what apps you use as well. We always are. Uh, I'm always looking for new ones too. So tune in next time. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please remember to download and subscribe. And if you like it, share it with your friends. And as always, this is brought to you by Kalinsky Wealth Management. Na 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 na